Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Uh, this morning we'll begin with a brief devotional thought based on John chapter 14. Uh, had the opportunity to study this section with the uh, Women's Study Guild last night. That was Tuesday night on the 20th. Uh, we were kind of taking a look at uh, Jesus's, um, sometimes referred to as the Farewell Discourse, which is John 14, 15, 16, and then 17 would be his high priestly prayer. So if you're interested in, in coming to study uh, this section, I encourage you to come to the, and you're a woman, I'd encourage you to come to the Women's Study Guild. Uh, uh, they'll be meeting again next month. It's always the third third Tuesday of the month they meet down in the church basement. Uh, looking forward to, to continuing that study uh, in the months to come. But last night, so we kind of did a broad overview, but we looked at these verses specifically from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. And, and just to kind of get the context, if you go back just one verse, the very last verse of, of John chapter 13, Jesus says to uh, Simon Peter, he says, you're, before the night's over, you're going to betray me three times before the rooster crows. And uh, uh, he gives him this dire warning about the, what's going to happen. We know Peter, you know, denied Jesus, uh, uh, looked at Jesus right when he uh, that rooster was crowing, goes out, weeps bitterly. We know what was coming for uh, for Peter, and so did Jesus. Um, and so Jesus goes straight from that warning to now John chapter 14, where he then encourages Peter with these words. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So this was going to be a troubling night for the disciples. So we're on Monday, Thursday evening. Jesus knew what was coming. There was going to be Judas had already been sent away to do his work. The mob was already being gathered at this point. Um, Jesus was going to Garden of Gethsemane to, to pray, to get ready for uh, the upcoming events of Good Friday. The disciples would abandon him. Peter would deny him. Uh, Jesus would be mocked and beaten and crucified and die. All this was going to be happen, happening. And yet, who is Jesus thinking about in this moment? He's thinking about his disciples. Let not your heart be troubled. All these events are going to come for, come forth in the coming hours. Let not your heart be, be, be troubled because you believe in God and you should also believe in me because, you know, as he'll go on to say in this whole discourse, I and the Father are one, um, speaking to his relationship with God. And as you believe in God, you should also believe in me. And then he comforts the disciples with the fact that, yes, he is going to leave, but he has a purpose in his leaving. Um, he did not leave permanently on Good Friday when he died. We know he rose again from the dead, but shortly thereafter at his ascension, 40 days after his, after his resurrection, he did leave, but he had to leave so that he could do exactly as he says in these verses. He's going to prepare a place for us. Um, the word there in the English, New King James, is, is mansions. I'm going to, uh, uh, there are many mansions. Sometimes we, that's may, probably not the best translation of that word, um, probably more the idea of a dwelling place or even a, a home. I kind of like the, the word home or the place where you live. 
um, because you know as human beings living in this this world we become attached to certain things that feel like home to us and we should because you know you wake up every single day in, in your bed and you make lunch and, and dinner on in your kitchen and you know you, you become comfortable with the, your spaces um, and yet as Christians as pilgrims as aliens in this world we need to remember that this place is not our home this is only a temporary dwelling for us and that our true home is in heaven um, so that's kind of why I like I like the word word home there better and it's this wonderful promise that even as Jesus has gone the reason why he went is to prepare for us and just like you uh, you know, when, when you have a guest coming to your home or uh, someone coming to visit, you're going to prepare your house and, and get ready for that person to come. So Jesus is preparing for us. He's going to come get us too. And that's his promise. Just as I go um, to prepare, I'm going to also come back and get you. And then he says this this, uh, this phrase that confused at least Thomas, uh, uh, where I'm going, you know, and the way you know. So yeah, you know where I'm going and you know how to get there. And Thomas you know, bless his heart, is just confused here. <laughs> he says, uh, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? What, what are you talking about? Where are you going? You know, the disciples, they're in the upper room. Um, it's Monday, Thursday. He, and Thomas, wait, wait a second. Where are you going and how do we get there? What, what are you talking about, Lord? Um, and Jesus says this very important statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, do you kind of want to talk a little bit, Pastor, about the, the what Jesus is uh, uh, speaking to there in these three um, important phrases: the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Um, let me let me come. Let me end with that. Two quick comments. So then I'm gonna end with that second one. The first one would be: I really like your explanation of the mansions. I agree. I think that can also be understood as like I'm gonna go be, prepare rooms for you. And so the idea is, I think we get a hymn based on that. You know, there still is room. You know, so what is he going to? He's going to make our home for us, that we have a place. I really appreciate the way you said that, because it's not like we should, we can expect something more grandiose than mansions, mm-hmm. but the whole point is that he's got a spot for us. Mm-hmm. There's a spot for us, and that's, I like that, I think it transitions well to Thomas's question. Well, I want to be there with you, Lord, and that's Jesus' point, is that, well, you know how to get there. I'm the way to get there. So, Did you just call him Tom? Did I say Tom? No, at least I said I hope so. It's cool. Tom. Tom. Yeah, my buddy Tom. Okay. <laughs> my buddy Tom Keep said going. Sorry. Uh, but I think that whole idea of when you read Jesus saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that sounds so exclusive. Because we live in a world that wants to be all-inclusive to all gods are the same. You know, every everything's, you know, they're all the same name. They're all the same God out there. But no, Jesus is saying very exclusively, I am the only way you're going to get into heaven. I am the narrow door. And so he reminds us here that, yeah, he is the only way. And when it comes to absolute truth, we'd say, well, there's a lot of different quote-unquote truth in the world. But he says, this absolute truth that I give through my word is what you need for your soul's salvation. And that's ultimately what he's pointing to here. The life is not just life here on this earth. It's not some kind of prosperity gospel that says, well, you're going to have a great life as a Christian. No, as a Christian, we're looking forward to to our inheritance of eternal life. So what sounds exclusive, the rest of God's word is all inclusive. God wants all the world to be saved. You know, John 3:16, a few chapters earlier to Nicodemus, Jesus reminds us and also uh, the other believers that yeah, God's loved the entire world that he gave his only begotten son. So what sounds exclusive is true that it's only one God and Jesus is the only way, the only truth, the only life but it's meant to be all-inclusive 
in that one Savior. And I think that's such a powerful thing that we could probably spend a ton more time on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the study guild, we talked about this for 45, 50 minutes last night. Nice. So, yeah, you could spend a lot of time talking about this. But again, as you say, there's only one way to the Heavenly Father. There's only one way to heaven. Um, I mentioned a little bit, this this verse was quoted at the um, ELCA, had their annual convention. I think it was a couple of years ago now, but they brought a bunch of Hindus and Mormons and Jews and Orthodox Jews and Buddhists and, you know, every all these world religions brought them all to their their convention and put them on stage and said, we all believe the same thing. We're all believe in one God. We're all going to the same place. And there was one brave man who stood up and said, uh, how does this mesh with John 14, 6? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he was basically booed and heckled off off the microphone um, at the this ELCA convention. So uh, uh, glad they're still glad he was brave enough to stand up and do that. Right. Um, but we live in a world that's trying more and more to say Jesus isn't the only way, um, directly contrary to what he claims here. And as we know, that is the truth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this world. Uh, thank you for uh, clearing the way for us, m- making uh, uh, and winning clear that path to heaven. Thank you for revealing the truth to us through your holy word. Thank you for giving us the blessing of both spiritual life and eternal life. Uh, uh, be, be with and bless each of us this day. Uh, in your saving name we pray. Amen. Uh, just a couple announcements for you, uh, as you can, if you can hear the trumpets in the background, uh, it's band day today uh, here at church uh, on Wednesday. Um, our online midweek Bible class picks up this evening. We are in First John chapter three, uh, so watch for the email on that later today. I hope you can join us for that. Um, Bible class in Sunday school continues in the weekend. Uh, just want to keep highlighting for you. Um, we're doing our Roman study. Pastor Radical led us through. Uh, the first seven verses this weekend. Uh, hope you got some good notes down. Um, we're still planning on uh, taking pictures and sharing those along the way, so we'll get uh, up stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned uh, for that too. Um, coming up in a couple weeks, October eighth and 9th, uh, we'll be hosting a mission festival. Uh, Pastor Radical's been uh, organizing that. You want to talk about who's coming and, and the plan for that? Yeah. Uh, Pastor Mark Bernthal, who just retired over there in the Madison, Wisconsin area, has agreed to come over. He actually has a pretty busy schedule. He's preaching all over the place, so I'm glad that... <laughs> Pastors that, never actually retire, right? No, they don't. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, said that that weekend should work out for him. That's the plan, Lord willing. So we're planning, uh, instead of having a big potluck, because we have another one coming up with the Joint Reformation Service, so we could probably make that announcement, too, is that we're planning on having a potluck for that. We're just going to have... Uh, people who come to the Bible classes and uh, those hours, just bring some snacks and so forth, or like if you want to bring donuts in the morning on Sunday or something in the evening on Saturday, and that will, it'll be a little bit more of an informal study. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do the, the Romans continuation or not, or do something specific. Um, it's coming up pretty quickly, but I think we'll probably just do that Roman study, And uh, but we have to talk about that a little bit more. But anyway, bring stuff to those studies and, and join in on, on that during that Mission Festival Day. Sounds good. We are also going to be hosting a booth at the Maker Fair coming up in St. Peter. Pastor, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the hope that the outreach committee had was to try to get our feet wet with some booths, you know, so with the fairgrounds and so forth. And so our hope would be to get a little bit, we used to do them in the past, but it's been a while. So uh, this Maker Fair is basically a bunch of craft sellers. We'd hope to maybe do some face painting or uh, just maybe have some crafts there that a couple people were thinking about putting together. 
Um, but it's coming up quickly and we need to have volunteers. So we're really hopeful that we can get some volunteers. There's a sign up in the entryway or you can email Hillary or Pastor Nomin or myself. Um, if you're interested in that, just please let us know. We don't think it's going to be a whole day thing, just a, a few hours, depending on how many people we can sign up. Um, if we don't get enough, we'll have to postpone it for another time. So, Lord willing, we can make that happen. Sounds good. Uh, we got a, uh, on our prayer list this week, we continue to keep Carrie Dale. Uh, that's Hillary's, Leanne's sister, in our prayers as she's uh, dealing with the cancer that uh, the Lord has uh, allowed to affect her life. And pray that the Lord would continue to bless her through that and the treatment of that. Uh, Sue Schwein, we've been praying for her. She's now in at Hillcrest Rehab. Um, Mike, uh, is her husband, reported that it's an, she's doing night and day better than she had been doing earlier, so we thank God for that. And finally, uh, Margaret Fraze, whom we've been pay- praying for, uh, is back home and doing better as well, so we thank, thank God for that. Uh, which brings us to our Proverbs section. Uh, we're going to have to keep this brief today, I believe, but... Uh, Proverbs chapter 8, in this we see wisdom speaking in the first person. So uh, we we talked in the past few weeks about uh, how Proverbs personifies wisdom as the wisdom is a a female person. And so here we can see her speaking in the first person. So she'll say I and me. And as I read this, you need to think this is wisdom speaking. Okay, so uh, picking up verse 22 of chapter 8, I'll go through verse 31. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting. From the beginning, before there was ever an earth, when there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits that the waters could not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. So that verse 22, almost it almost sounds like God has a beginning. Did you catch that? Uh, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. How would you answer somebody's question? If they said, well, there, look, there's God's beginning right there. At the beginning of his way, I think, again, as far as interpretation goes, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to understand everything. And I'm not saying I have an amazing answer about that. But I also think about when the Lord tells us the things he's trying to record for us. You know, when I think of the beginning of his way, that he's laying out for us. So as far as the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, I understand that as he is, before he's even mentioned the works of old, he already had wisdom. We can't think outside of time, so we think of God as being eternal. It's always been there. He's never been without wisdom. Mm-hmm. So we have to, wisdom is basically saying here, personified by the Lord, the Lord has always has wisdom. Right. So we can't, we can't think of, when it's not it like up? it's not like you know we're personifying wisdom, but it's not like wisdom is actually a person, right? right? It's not like wisdom was there before God was there, or something like like God. Right. And that's what the next verse says, right? I have been established from everlasting, as long as there has been God, there has been wisdom, because God is with you know God has all wisdom. So um, we should not we should not take this verse and say, well, there was a beginning, the God's beginning or the beginning of His way. I mean, I've been established from everlasting. You know, so wisdom is, we talked about this along the way in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And so 
we begin to get wisdom, but God has all wisdom, and he has always had all wisdom. So, And that's what that verse claims there as well. So, Well, and Keith's a point, too. We've been saying this in our study of Romans. You have to read the context, too. So it's like if you just looked at that one verse, it'd be nearly impossible to answer. Right. But if you look at the next verse. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. it helps. Yeah. Um, well, what I really think is, and, and, and what I really think the point of this section is, you know, God has all wisdom. And if you think to creation itself, you think the wisdom of God's grace we've been talking about in confirmation class, we just got done doing the natural knowledge of God. As you look out at the universe, as you look at how the order and direction of how God created everything there is, you think of the laws of physics, the laws of nature, um, the laws of, of the universe, you know, the fact that there is an orderly creation. All these things point to the very real existence of God and his wisdom uh, that that has always been and that always will be. Uh, and then finally, the last thing I'd like to highlight is, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, you know, and, and you know, think of God's creation as, you know, the, the work of his hands and what was the, the crown jewel of his creation was the, the creation of man. And that's what that last section says, my delight was with the sons of men. You know, animals, they have intelligence, but they aren't wise. You know, they're not, they're not, they can learn from things, but they're not able to, uh, uh, Animals are very different than human beings. Can't and reason. And can't reason. Logic, yeah. Lo- yeah, yeah. Um, to the certainly the extent that human beings can. And so wisdom is one of God's greatest gifts to human beings as well. And he shows us how we can be wise. And that's, again, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's how we can be wise too. That brings us to our hymn of the day today. We'll be reading hymn 43 in the Red Hymnal. We sing the almighty power of God who bade the mountains rise who spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies. We sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day. The moon shines too at his command and all the stars obey. We sing the goodness of the Lord who filled the earth with food, who formed his creatures by a word and then pronounced them good. Lord, how thy wonders are displayed where'er we turn our eyes, whene'er we view the ground we tread or gaze upon the skies. There's not a plant nor flower below but makes thy glories known. And clouds arise, and tempests blow by order from thy throne. On thee each moment we depend. If thou withdraw, we die. O may we ne'er that God offend, who is forever nigh. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.